Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan, Keith Steigert, Uber Reader and Romance Junkie, Pat Greiner, she has the head of an English major and the heart of a sci-fi nerd. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. Oh, here's a good meme that'll make us all laugh because I feel like like, we really fucking need it. I know. A Midwest cookout could have seven different types of salad and not a single one has lettuce in it. Agree. Because you got a macaroni salad and you got nope. a I feel like that's true anywhere. Potato salad. You have that pistachio Five salad. Five bean salad. Jello yeah. salad. Yeah, oh, there's see? so many so many choices. So Yeah, many. I don't Anything think that's a Midwest cool thing. Marshmallows. <laughs> I think that's a yicky people thing. Y- yicky people? What do you mean? I love those salads. They're good. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're one of those people. Oh, you're one of those I love people. Them. If, Listen, any, that's if, what I if it has on. mayonnaise to bind it together, I ain't eating it. Yep. I love Preach. Them. And if <laughs> it's if it's a savory thing in my freaking jello, I also am not eating it. Yeah, I don't ew. do savory. Carrots? I don't do I don't oh, like yeah. anything in my jello. Not Carrots even, in like, the freaking fruit. jello. Like you know, what the hell? You know what you get? I'll put a stapler in. You know, <laughs> from the office, that's hilarious. <laughs> what do you get when you play Mormon Tabernacle Choir oh, records backwards? Morons. Oh, Martha. <laughs> A recipe for <laughs> jello salad recipes. A recipe for jello molds. Yep. That's what you get. Except we didn't. We never called those Jello salad. We always I'm call so, them Jello I, What? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Ten thousand different kinds of Jello salad. Because that's at what you any bring Mormon to function. Oh, is, oh, oh. Is a Jello salad. I grew up Mormon, so I'm allowed to tell that fucking joke because it's true. <laughs> Anybody, and they called it a smorgasbord. When I mean, go smorgasbord to is a real word. I've used yeah, that word. Yeah, but you'd go to church, you know, on. It's potluck here. day, you know, it was. And you'd go in there and there'd be, for a, a fairly small congregation, there would be 50 different kinds of jello salad. Ugh. First time I heard that joke, I almost peed my pants. <laughs> was that on the mythical, like, tablet in Canada that said you must bring jello salad? I think it must have been. <laughs> Clearly, I'm I mi- only know this much about Mormonism. It's it wasn't. Just it to wasn't be Canada. It was the U.S. It was in Illinois. Okay, sorry, sorry. Don't apologize to me. I quit. <laughs> well, and I, I got, I got a book. I'm gonna read it probably next month or the next month. That was that the uh, Under the Banner of Heaven book because I watched the TV show, and I'm my coworker watched it, and like every five minutes she turned around, she'd be like, "What the? What does this mean?" And then I was like. Let me give you the Mormon rundown because she doesn't like watch a lot of yep. shows about like groups like that. And so I was like, okay, let me explain. Let me break it down for you. Yeah. I, I had to quit watching it because I, I had PTSD. So I, I had to quit. I was like, I, I can't watch this anymore. No. I can imagine. I felt bad for Andrew Garfield's character. Like I wanted to give him a hug and be like, it's okay. It's okay. My, my, I understand now why you watched it. I was like, that doesn't sound like Megan's kind of thing, really. But oh, I'm down for now. a good quote unquote cult show. Don't come for us. Well, they're not listening to this podcast anyway. <laughs> and true Mormonism is not true a cult. It's a religion. Yes. But all religions, in my opinion, are cults. So, well, yeah. <laughs> well, and, like trying to explain the difference between Sorry, like, Keith, true Mormonism. You know I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to explain to us. Just ignoring you while the thunder comes down and strikes <laughs> you in the house. I'll be like, woo. That's what well, I was trying to explain to Andrea the difference between like traditional Mormon versus FLDS Mormon, and, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, "They're they're they're, they're this folks were kicked out because they were too crazy." And how do you know all <laughs> this anyway, Megan? Uh, because I have watched far too many things about Warren Jeffs on true crime shows, and I have watched far too many escaping polygamy episodes. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. My children just admitted I was right about something <gasps> in a text. It's Hot like a damn. miracle. Mark the calendar. Yay, me. Um, are we talking about Amazon stuff today? 
I don't have anything specific to put in Amazon other than I found a whole bunch of formal wear for events I have coming up that were like all the dresses were like 60 bucks and I from Amazon yes I bought well, three see? formal dresses well the reason that I bring it up dresses. is because the other day on the morning show the Joey and Heather morning show on Thursdays, they have a guest, Dr. Heather, who comes on and answers questions for people and whatnot. Well, she was talking about this hair removal. You know how I am about the hair removal products. Yes. She was talking about this hair removal system that's a, like a home laser deal that you can... Did we find out which one, one it is? is? Yeah, but do we know which one it is officially Yes, but now? she didn't know which one it was. <laughs> we have I a actually, teaser for the laser I know, I know. <laughs> I actually put it in my wish list so that I could buy it on Prime Day. Because mm. it's like $250 or some shit like you that. You guys know, I meant to say that to Megan. You don't have to put in your wish list. Just put in your cart and save for later. And what happens then is when you go through your cart, it says if it's a Prime Day special, oh. like without you even clicking on it. And have, so then if you want it, you just press add to cart and you buy it. Holy I have shit. so much saved in my cart. Yeah. I have like 78 things saved in my cart because yeah. that's the quickest way to check if there's been a price decrease. Oh, I love that. have to try to go back and find it and yeah. you don't have to like try to look at your, the if last I think it's remotely interesting. Or if it's Browser a book that I want someday, I put it on the cart. And they'll all have little green highlights if it's a Prime Day special. You know what I did today? What, what did you do? Sam's is having a special for a year membership for eight bucks. Oh, <gasps> right I now. saw that. New? Do you have to be new? Yeah, you have to yeah, be new. Yeah, you have to be new. So Ooh. I went and got me a Sam's membership for $8. You know <laughs> what? I have to say, I love you guys so much. And oh, I miss you. you. I miss okay. you so much. <laughs> Why? What do you want? Nothing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what? You bitch Where are we going with this? Fuck off. I love you so Listen, much. I've had a long fucking day. We've all had I a just... long fucking day. That's why I no. love you guys so much. Okay, hold on. So, so Vani, what is that thing that you bought? Is it a laser thing? That thing. Yeah, it's a laser thing, but it only costs like a hundred. It's not, your sounds fancier than mine. Have well, tried it Dr. Yet? Heather was like Crazy. showing her pits to the morning show guys and showing that off. That fun. I know, right? So I'm, I'm like, if she was so confident that she was like showing off her pits to a bunch of random dudes, it must be really good. She doesn't get money from them, does she? No. Mm-mm. Okay, cool. Half of, one of the reasons why I'm a little scared to use it, especially on my pits, is because I mean, it's a laser. Well, you can't put deodorant on before you use it. So I'd have to do it like after I take a shower before, because you don't want the deodorant burning. Yeah, that would probably burn. I mean, you wouldn't want to put like lotion or anything on your legs before you used it. Okay. Hmm. And well, and what if it like burns my skin and then I can't wear deodorant and I'm just stinky all the time. You should try it on like a. And what if? And what if? And what if? You should try it on like a Friday night. So if you don't need to leave the house on Saturday, it doesn't matter if you don't have deodorant on. Honey, I've been working seven days a week. Oh. So there's Uh, less people in the office on Saturday and Sunday. See, problems. You might get away with the little stench if you're in your new cubicle. Just a little body spray. (laughs) A little body spray. (laughs) I can see this cloud of. My new neighbor might complain a little bit. This you could new- make a nice necklace out of those pine tree things. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, look, you still got that air freshener over there? You might want to go ahead and turn that you off. Might wanna, you might want to uh, light that candle that you bought the other day. <laughs> over there spraying myself down with Febreze. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, you got to get the good stuff. You got to get O-Bands. O-Bands is the good stuff. Ugh. Uh is that like it's, a spray thing hey, that they costs sell that more? Exams. It deodorizes oh, it the Lysol for Breeze in one. We spray in our office. Anytime someone walks in and like acts like they're going to cough, we're like, shh, deodorizes and antibacterial spray. I just, I just almost sneezed with you talking about it. No, it doesn't have a strong smell because we spray it in our office and it doesn't like stink out the office when you spray it. It's not bad. It's not because I don't like heavy perfumes and it doesn't have a heavy smell. By the way, hair color update. The blonde turned blonde. Good. No silver. So no silver. I didn't think it looked silver the last time. So I Ryan, think you're crazy. Ryan, the process worked. If you are listening, I trusted you, and it was correct. Oh. You just Since have to trust the process, man. Got to trust the process. Trust 
Speaking Since of the I process, it last week I had to give a follow up. Yes. Speaking of the process, I'm really obsessed with this idea that this thing would work on my on my whiskers, man. Does that mean though I have to let them grow? I don't know. We have to probably read the directions. Like, do you have to have a certain amount of hair before? Because I'd have you can to like take. I, I would have to take like vacation days. <laughs> I couldn't walk out of my house having a beard. Well, that and you know you have to do it multiple times before it all the way or kills the hair follicles all the way. I think. Well, their yeah. their hair is so coarse. It talks about how if you have light hair and and dark whiskers or hair, <clears throat> that it works better than if you're blonde because mm. evidently the blonde hair doesn't come off well. Well, it depends on your Let's how talk. clear your skin is too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Mine has like a whole like color. But I mean, like thing. my pit hair isn't blonde, and neither is my my chin hairs and stuff aren't. When I get them, they're dark. I yeah. love that as we're talking about our different hair, we're all touching our different hair, but no one can see that podcast <laughs> land. But it's funny to me. <laughs> we're like stroking our chin, stroking our beard. Can um, we upload video to Patreon? We should. Yes, do that one we time. really should. Just that would as be like fun. a normal like episode, not one where like we do like Patreon specific, but just one where we like. So here it is, friends. If Lasers. it's on sale, if it's if this miracle device that Dr. Heather was going on about <laughs> is actually on sale for Prime Day, I think It'll I'm gonna. Be a miracle. I think I'm gonna do it because it's like two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. And I'm cheap, so if it's on sale, it's two hundred eighty-five dollars. Oh so. shit! Yeah. The list price is three hundred twenty-nine ninety-four, though. Holy crap! Yeah, I'm so, gonna wait and see what Martha thinks. <laughs> I'll be selling that bitch used on because eBay. I've bought so many freaking razors already. Well, I just bought. I six get sucked in by those commercials and things. Uh, it's amazing to me that anybody lies. I'm just like, oh, well, look, that must work Honey, amazing. I, she said it did. I wrote advertising for so many years, which is why I don't mm. believe commercials ever. If if this hadn't been a person that was talking I don't know if about. You saw. It has 4,000 reviews and it has four and a half stars on Amazon, which is kind of that's, unheard of. I know. Good. I, I mean, know. it must good. work for some people. Which is why I'm just really, intri- I'm obsessed about it that whole next day before I finally gave up and texted <laughs> Nugget awesome. to ask him what it was. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe that I'm doing this, but holy shit, I want to know what that thing is. I also wanted to know because I got out of the car before I think she said what <laughs> yeah. it was. Okay, the Braun Silk Expert Pro 5. Yeah. I love that they always have these names with numbers and then I can't remember them. The PL5137. Well, I'm very excited about there. the idea of it. And also when I was doing a little bit of research, I thought, you know what? I should share some of the things that I absolutely that I bought from Amazon that I absolutely freaking love. One of them was, okay, I think I put my garlic press on there. You did? Yeah. Yes, there's a company press. called Joseph Joseph that yeah, makes, like them, huh? they make gadgets. Well, they make such cool gadgets though. But this, Martha's also in her kitchen a lot. I am in my kitchen a lot. So Martha likes to cook and so does Rod. So it makes sense that they have lots yeah, of gadgets. Yeah, so. If you want to go the recycling route, I found a, um, a garlic press for my son's girlfriend when they moved last time and it's made out of recycled um, sea plastic. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's like cool. the stuff that they find in the sea that we yeah. shouldn't have put there anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. They cool. recycled it and made like the made this um, garlic press it's, and it's a super pretty color. Hmm, that's cool. I spent to far too much cool. time looking up formal wear for DAR this week and I ordered three dresses. And they're all amazing. And they were all less than $100. So you see, we're going to have links galore this week from Amazon. Now, remember, if you click on one of the links that we provide and you put items in your cart and purchase them, it doesn't matter if all of the things are... You don't have to click on each individual link necessarily. Right. But if you do click on the link and then add other stuff to your cart, we also get credit for that. Lonnie, I found you an actual air freshener necklace. <laughs> it does 
doesn't have a tree though. Oh, it's the circle with a button. That's funny. Your own personal awesome. air freshener. There you go. You can wear that bad boy and you can be as stanky as you want. <laughs> it's an air That's purifier awesome. that you wear on your neck. Yeah, but see, I don't want to be stinky. That's problem. No, this purifies the air around you, and then you won't smell like anything. God, also want to highly recommend a pair of headphones, cordless headphones. Earbuds? Yes, they are not Apple buds, because some of us have tiny little ears. And so I, I like you the call them of... Apple buds. They're Apple buds. Whatever the fuck they are. They're awful. They're big and clunky. And for those of us who have petite ears, we need a different kind of earbud. So I put mine on there. They're an anchor and they're so comfortable and they're so easy to charge. And I think they should be famous for being so fucking awesome. I agree. Those are the kind I have. I like them. Oh, I love those headphones. Except that they're earbuds and not headphones. Sorry, earbuds, earbuds, earbuds. I just bought some earbuds. And you know what I keep doing? I keep turning them off and on with my hair. (laughs) If I have my hair down and I put them on, I keep I hung up on Tyler the other day when I was talking to him on the phone because of my freaking hair. That's some serious hair. Likely excuse. Dang. I guess we'll know if she's hanging up on us. She's going to blame her fucking hair. It was my hair. I'm sorry. It was just my no, hair. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be sitting there listening to my book and I won't have my hair up. I'll have my hair down and it'll say disconnected, padding, connected, <laughs> disconnected, padding, connected. <laughs> Does she roll her R's? Yes. My phone has an accent. An Asian accent. It's hilarious. That's awesome. It's connected. Hey. <laughs> it's like her nightmare. It's a recurring nightmare. I'm going to hear that in my sleep. I'll link my air freshener. Okay. That, yeah, you that is a, I like that necklace. You should I like definitely that. The, I like that, that it has a big on button right in the yeah. center. It, it looks like one of those. Um, looks like life alert. I life life alert. Oh my God. It's my life alert. That's hysterical. Is, is that in case you fall? It's like, no, it's in case I stink. <laughs> There's worse things than falling. You'll, you know I what? I'd be on the floor. I think I broke my hip. How much? <laughs> How much is that button. thing? Anyway, <laughs> is it expensive? Because, you know, maybe I could use 20 that. 20 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Maybe I could use that to keep other people's smells from bothering me. <laughs> Purify the air No, I'm your t- You know, I'm t- the people's perfumes and whatnot. You know I You know that, that thing came out during oh, COVID. Oh, yeah. You know that thing came out during COVID and so uh, I'm sure like, oh yeah, yeah. Sit in your cube bubble and purify your own air. You know that's where <laughs> You that know came it doesn't from. fucking work either. You know it. Look at this fan. I th- I want this fan. I'm gonna have to put this on. Um, Is it the this. one that you wear around your neck? Yes. Oh, I've so seen that. I'm seriously I have that in my cart already because if it goes on it's sale, like I'm the little it for ones, Mr. right? Key. Sorry. Thank I had you. to I had to fart and I didn't think you guys wanted to hear it. <laughs> now you really need that air now purifier. You need that, yeah. right? okay. I need I need to wrap that bitch around my thighs. <laughs> I ate cheese at lunch, okay? I'm sorry. That sounds like a you problem because the rest of us are on Zoom. Why do you think I ate the cheese at my house when I knew I wasn't going back out for the day? There you go. So is there cheese or smelly people in your book this week? Uh, no. That is. I read a nonfiction horror novel. What? I was going to review. Nonfiction horror, horror novel. Book. You can knock me over with a feather. I know. I'm really shocked. Now, so is okay. that like true crime? Kind it's of called sad. How Civil Wars Start. Oh, we're all like, all right. Now that makes sense, Vonnie, because we are just, we are on the brink. So it's a Uh good thing you read about it so you can tell us what to do. And they actually have a little catastrophic event scenario at the beginning of the book. What would happen like in four years or so Mm -hmm. and everything keeps going the way that it is. This, the civil war stuff that would happen in the United States. But this isn't just about the United States. This talks about uh, civil wars in different countries and how it started. It talks about the balance between each country 
and um, kind of how the shift in that balance starts the downhill slide to a civil war. I swear to God, I should have taken political science in school because all this stuff fascinates me. Probably should. Yeah, but if you did, maybe it wouldn't fascinate you anymore because you'd hate it. How Civil Wars Start by Barbara F. Walter. And Megan, this does have a little bit of cr true crime in it if you want to count war crimes. That as, counts. I mean, because some of these um, civil wars that happened overseas, like they brutally were killing people for no reason other than their ethnicity. Mm -hmm. It talks about the civil wars like in Iraq and Ukraine the civil war in America that happened in the 1800s. And it, it talks about the events that led up to it. And it also talks about our current oh. uh, political situation, uh, situation, status. Clusterfuck. Um, <laughs> it, it talks about one of the things that it talks a lot about is the polarization between people's views. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that leads to disruptions in the government and civil wars and people wanting to break free because they're so different in their belief system. And that is so happening in our country right now. And that's why it was a horror novel. We need somebody in government who is a strong enough figure to stop and try to bring us back together a little bit. See, that's the th that is that's really going to be the key if we survive it. it they've got to find somebody that's enough in the middle where yeah. they can yeah. Because surprising enough, Lyndon Johnson did a lot for the country to bring us back together um, because during the civil rights and when Kennedy was shot and Martin Luther King was shot and everything we were so polarized we were heading towards another civil war then also and lyndon johnson kind of brought everything back together and i, I actually did not know that about lyndon johnson so it was a good read it was super interesting scary because it talks about our current political situation and how separated the republicans from the democrats are and it, it talks a lot about um, the white supremacists and the um, anti-government movement. And I, I don't know, this book gave me a hangover and I got done reading it and I was like, whoa, <laughs> I need to read something that's fluffy and stupid after yeah. reading this book because... <laughs> well, see, here's that you can't all Ooh. pack up and move to Canada or England or wherever because then... You don't get to vote except in federal elections. So everybody Dude, if like, I move to Canada, I'm giving up my citizenship. Yeah. But that doesn't solve the problem. I don't care. I don't but you care. should care. I know I but should. The problem is, We're though, We're too Megan, old. You guys need to do it now. Yes, I've and had enough. Look at me. The pro one of the main problems is, <laughs> Megan, and they talked about this on the news this morning, is that it's not the majority of the people that are getting the say in the government right now. Right. Because like, if you wanna just use Roe versus Wade as a as a stopping point, more people are pro-choice than anti-abortion. Correct, I would agree. And 85%, 85% according to a Pew Research study. So it's not even the majority of the people that are getting a say of what's happening in the government. The government's just doing whatever the fuck they want. True. And they don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. No, so, because I mean, they want things to go back to the way they used to be. Yeah, and, and they will do like anything to get it. A toxic relationship. You can work on it so long, but eventually, if nothing changes, then you're just going to have to say, well, I tried. Screw you. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> don't go to Canada. At least go get a house in the hillside of Scotland somewhere. Come on. It's harder to move well, to Scotland. I just that as an example. I mean, <laughs> I know. you can still live in Canada in the countryside somewhere. But yeah, I, I mean, I, don't I really... googled it. I googled it because I was like, "What happens like if See, people?" Cause, yes, because I was like, "They're still American. You're still an American citizen unless you didn't give up your citizenship." So then I looked up to see what voting powers people had because I was just curious because there are a whole bunch of people on TikTok that are like, "I'm moving." I'm like, "Y'all don't that don't solve the problem." 
And but you can vote if you become an expat and keep your citizenship. You can only vote in federal elections because you don't have a state residency. So you can vote on like president, vice president, and then Congress, and that would be all you'd be able to vote on because you don't have a state to be affiliated but with. I just can't believe that they want things to go back the way they are and basically go back to the church when we know that when the church is that involved with the government, we know that it's a bad thing. Why do you think Russia fell apart? Mm-hmm. Because it was, what do you call it? A, a um, theocracy? theocracy. Theocracy. A theocracy. Because it was a theocracy. It was the, the Catholic Church that ran the government Russian Orthodox. Back. Russian Orthodox. Ru- yeah, Russian Orthodox. Isn't that Catholic? Mm-mm. I don't know. Oh, they're different. Okay, sorry. They're very Catholic-ish, like strict-wise, but they're not Catholic. Oh, okay. Thank you. I don't yeah, know well, that much about religion. I only know because but... I have an Anastasia obsession. <laughs> oh. But, and look what happened there. I, I mean, is that what they really want this to turn into? What they really oh. want is they want women to be controlled. They want the women in the kitchen. They want the women pregnant. Um, they don't want gay people to be out of the closet. They don't want birth control. All of that has to do with controlling this morning other on people. The news, they talked about that. They yeah. talked about that um, gay rights and con- all the contraception rights are going to be the next to go. Yep. They're in real trouble right now. It's a little scary. It's a lot scary, actually. But, anyways, this book talks a lot about that and. That's why it was like a horror novel to me because well, we're living in a oh. fucking horror novel right now. Well, and I think it's interesting too. Like, I think that book would be interesting to see the correlations in all the different countries of what led up to the civil, like to see the connections of like, yeah. and even though it's different countries and different cultures, like what's the common thread that causes those civil wars because there's, there probably is. I'm sure there's some semblance of yeah. and it's like, it's the polarization. And the funny thing yeah. is, is that if something is like a strict dictatorship or a strict uh, democracy, either side of the scale, you're really secure in not having a civil war. It's when you start moving into the middle that and the people are separated, and there's just so opposite yeah. of each other that it that's when conflict happens mm-hmm. well they've done a damn good job of dividing us down the middle for the past however many years oh it's been ever since and they i be and i mean everybody ever since <laughs> like, yeah i i can't even remember when we weren't divided but it wasn't that bad before because you had centrist candidates and you had people that were willing to work to get yeah. together but our scale actually started moving when Obama was in Princeton. Yeah, I was going to say, I it mean, started changing around then. Because it, those Trump people... did not help anything, but it actually started to And you know why? Because Obama was black. Yeah. And, and they couldn't stand. No, I really do. Either, I really though. think that was it. It was the whole idea that a black man was the president that brought a lot of it, well, it brought the white clo- closet out. racists. It brought them and out. You know, and... I think some of it, but I also think some of it was that that was like the first like change since no it was the one they talk about the white supremacist a lot because another thing that helped the white supremacist group together and start this movement is um social media Mm -hmm. they were able Mm -hmm. to connect better oh yeah like social media is a hundred percent a huge problem in it because they can hide they're easier to communicate and warp it's easier to spread that, yes. on social media. Yes. It's it spreads like a disease on social yes. media. Because I mean in the civil I mean the clan obviously had a huge following back in the day, but they also had to like kind of rely on on that word of mouth to accept like you you had to like call each other and be like, Hey, here's where we're going. Whereas today they can be like, done and like post in thirty <laughs> seconds and millions of people know like, oh the you know, I mean uh, sorry, I liked your uh your <laughs> my internet effects. noise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It talks a lot about social media's mm-hmm. um, part in all of the drama that's happening in the country right now. It, it was a super interesting read. Hmm. It did not read like a textbook, even though it's a nonfiction. That's cool. Um, I'm going to have to read it. I already know. I know. I'm like, okay, I got to yeah. read it now. <laughs> just, re- just 
prepare. Maybe it should be our group. Maybe we should do a group read and then we can all be angry together. I told Shona to let me know when she read it because I really want to talk to somebody about this book because it was so good. I think we should unofficially decide to do a buddy read on this one. Yeah. Because both Megan and I have our ears perked up, so. Yeah. This is that, you know, that history. Keith's like, fuck you guys. I'm not reading that. Just... (laughs) Yeah, Martha, I, I'm I content to live be, in my romance bubble where only good things happen. You're going to be with this book when you're reading it. So what? just keep reading it. All right, give yeah. us title and artist again, or did you already? How Civil War Starts and How to Stop It by Barbara F. Walter. It was a good read. It was... <laughs> I, I. It sounds like a really thought-provoking read. It was I mean. very thought-provoking. All right, let's let's get let's have a little happiness, Keith. You said you were in a happiness bubble. I suppose you're going to be sharing your happiness with us today. I'm wearing my happy sweatshirt. Does that count? It is a happy sweatshirt. So the book I read is called "Yeeting Babies in the River." <laughs> I for a minute started to write that shit down. I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Yeeting no." <laughs> Trying to think of something really depressing. <laughs> Is that Ken Follett's new book? <laughs> he just went it's straight for the title that described it. It's the cliff notes. That's <laughs> guy eats baby. People are shocked. Everybody's sad. I literally had like pen to paper and started to write a Y. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> okay, you can start to write an M. The book I read this week is called Maggie Moves On by Lucy Score. Oops, look how unprepared I am. I'm not in the right section. Hold on. You've had a day. You're forgiven. <laughs> no kidding. You need a freaking massage or something. I did not have that kind of day. I had to figure out how to get all my clothes packed, though. It did not fit in one suitcase. <laughs> You're bringing, like, gowns? I mean, yes. of course yes. it's not going to fit in one suitcase. That's for donk. You poor thing, thinking that you were gonna. No, well, and I have two petticoats. Jesus Christ! I can't. I have a black. Oh, jeez. I have a black one and a white one. Now we know why she's in this group because she gets dressed like a fancy girl. Yes. (laughs) I'd wear a petticoat. I bet you would. I bet you would. (laughs) Okay, and this book is about Maggie, and she is. Uh, a YouTube sensation. She has like 900,000 subscribers on YouTube and she flips houses. So she will buy a house that's really just gross and then she will flip it and then she will sell it for profit. And then she moves to an entirely different area and does the same thing there. Um, And now she is in Kinship, Ohio, and she has found this huge old house that used to belong to pretty much like the founders of the town. And then for a while it was a museum and, but it's very dilapidated and the town isn't doing well. Like the factory that every, that put everybody in work has gone under. So she, uh, when she goes to this town, she hires, she always hires locally. So it gives all these jobs to the people in the town. So everybody kind of likes her immediately. Her best friend is her co-worker and so he helps her do this and so the house she's renovating is called the old campbell house and uh she hires this guy um to landscape the house because everything is overgrown and his name is silas but for the duration of the book almost everybody calls him hot landscaper guy (laughs) because he's hot and often shirtless because he's a landscaper I support it. I I totally support shirtless landscaper. Right? Uh And of course, I mean, he's good looking. So, and he meets Maggie and she hires him. And that day that they've met, he says, and you and I, we're going to get married someday. (laughs) She's like, yeah, because the book is called Maggie Moves On. Because when she flips a house, then she moves on. She doesn't stay in one place very often. Uh, Silas has this pit bull and he's real chunky and he um, is very smart, but he's a jerk. He failed support animal training. So he's, <laughs> he's just smart enough to be an asshole. So like he'll open a drawer and he'll only open that one drawer and he'll open it like a hundred times just to 
piss people off. And so we get to see this cute little, well, this cute, huge dog who doesn't realize he's this huge, chonky dog. There are so many, this is one of those books. I don't read things like this very often, but we're kind of in her mind as the book is going on. And just as if you were thinking about things, you wouldn't think all this um, exposition, like you wouldn't think, oh yes, there's that guy. And that guy is this to me. So as you go through the book, she'll think a little nugget of something and you'll be like, oh, no way. Like, So you find out all these things that go on throughout the book. Uh, for example, and this happens pretty early in the book, but this will just show you what I'm talking about. So her best friend, he is gay. He has been helping her do this project forever. They've been best friends forever. And at one point she's talking to somebody and it comes out in conversation. He's her ex-husband. The gay man? Yeah. And they're still best friends. I think I know why they got divorced. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But that's the kind of thing. And so like, in the introduction to all the characters, the author could very easily say, oh yes, this is their exes. But it just comes up and you're like, whoa, what? So it really makes you pay attention because as the book goes on, Maggie is very, uh, she is very solitary. She doesn't want to let people in. So as the book goes on, she keeps letting these nuggets go. And you're like, oh, well, I wanna hear more about that. And the book takes its time and kind of meanders through this love story while also telling you all these interesting things. And then there's a mystery to it because the old Campbell house, the people who built it were not super rich when they built the house. And everybody wants to know how they got the money to build this insanely huge house. And it so happens that there was a stagecoach robbery way back in the day in the same town, and they never caught the people who robbed the stagecoach, and they never recovered any of the gold that they stole. So there's also this mystery that they're tr- they're also like trying to get the history of this house and find out what happened with the stagecoach and all this other stuff. So it's this amazing, steamy, spicy romance but it also has all these kind of mystery things and all this historical uh, remnants of Kinship, Ohio and how the town came to be. It's really, really good. It's, it's, it's a big one. It's like 450 some pages, but uh, I liked it a lot. It really just keeps moving. So you never feel bogged down by it. I gave it five stars and it is three Megan blushes on the Megan blush scale. Not too bad. It's not bad, but it's relatively spicy. I mean, there's some stuff going on. Mm. And they tell you all about what's going on when it does. But it was a really great book. I love this author. Um, And once again, she did an amazing job. It just came out last week. And that is Maggie Moves On by Lucy Score. I also have a happy book. Ah, thank God. I was going to (laughs) ask. I have a fun book that I actually bought at the library book sale because the cover looked cool and I was intrigued. Um, So I read I See London, I See France by Sarah Manowski. Hope I'm saying that something close to right. So this book is considered YA, but it could also be new adult. It's kind of between the two. So we have Sydney and she has stayed close to home for college. It's the end of her freshman year because her mom is agoraphobic and like can't function. She can't go outside. She can't do anything. Like she can go for a walk if like Sydney drags her, but like she can't drive. She can't go to the grocery. She freaks out. Right. So Sydney feels pretty trapped. I feel like would be the best way to describe it because her parents got divorced and her sister's younger. So she just feels like she has all the responsibility of taking care of her mom. So her and her best friend, Leela, had originally planned on taking this trip. And then Sydney felt like she couldn't go and all this stuff. So then Leela decided she was going to go with her new boyfriend. And they were going to go for four weeks and they were going to travel Europe and do all the things. 
Wow, that's a long time. It is a long time. But when, you know, you're 19 and have no responsibilities. Uh, so the boyfriend and her were going to go. And the boyfriend's name uh, is Matt, which is always a bad sign in my world when the boyfriend's <laughs> name is Matt. I nice. called Rachel immediately and I was like, the main character's boyfriend is named Matt. <laughs> so Matt and Layla end up breaking up. Of course they do. Before they because go on Because Matt's... Just the name of people that you break up with. Yeah. So he, they break up before like the end of the school year because Matt kissed another girl at a party. So then Leela calls Sydney and is like, hey, you should really still come on this trip with me. Uh, you know, we already have the tickets, whatever, whatever, whatever. So Sydney agrees to go. Her sister's like, I'll take care of mom. And she's like, oh, good luck with that. But I'm going to go anyway. <laughs> and they get on the plane. And who is on the plane? But Matt. Fucking Matt. (laughs) Fucking Matt is on the plane. Because he did not cancel his ticket like he said he was going to. So now they get there and realize that Matt hadn't canceled his trip, but he has brought his friend Jackson with him. Uh, And they describe Jackson as the hot guy, (laughs) which reminded me of your hot guy. Um, And immediately I pictured who in my college life would be Jackson. And I was like, this is facts, um, which doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but we called him Hot Nate because there were multiple Nates and we needed to distinguish them. So our Jackson at my school was Hot Nate, <laughs> but they end up kind of together in London for a little while. They're but they're separate. Like the girls are going one way, Matt and Jackson are going the other way. But Layla th- seems to think that like Matt's gonna make some grand gesture to like take to win her back like she keeps thinking like is he here does he know where we are like she's constantly posting on her social media to tell him where they are basically to see if he'll show up um and it finally works they finally bump into each other and Layla's telling Sydney like Jackson may be hot but he's a player and a womanizer and he slept with the whole freshman class and you should stay away from him in the meantime she's desperately like wants to get back with Matt so it's kind of entertaining um and they get back together, and then, of course, they have a big fight, and they break up. So the couples kind of are together, and then they'll be apart. Then they'll be together, and then they'll be apart. Or not the couples, but the group. Um, and there's a lot of sexual tension between Sydney and Jackson, because Sydney's like, well, he's hot. And if I'm going to have a summer vacation, like, I should at least make out with someone hot in a foreign country. She does kiss a random... I think they're still in England. She kisses a <laughs> random guy at the bar. Like, I can't believe I just did that. She's like, whatever, this is my summer. I am free. I don't have to worry about anything. She does check in with her sister and her mom. She's, like, worried. Her sister will text her and be like, well, I won't do anything. And she's like, yeah, bitch, I know. <laughs> like, I've been <laughs> dealing with this for a long time. So she's kind of learning some independence and trying to, like, balance being, quote, unquote, a normal college student without feeling guilty about not being trapped at home. And you basically just follow them. They go to Amsterdam. They go to Switzerland. They go to uh, Italy and France and there are so many times where I wanted to punt Leela in the face because she's like that girl. Like they kept, cha- they had this whole plan mapped out. Sydney is very much me when she travels. She had it all mapped out. She knew what flights and tickets and trains and like had it all mapped out by day. And of course, when Matt and Jackson show up, Leela wants to stay kind of with the boys. So she'll be like, well, Matt really wants to go here. Can we go here? And she'll be like, sure, fine. Let's remap our trip. And so should they go after? And so there were points where I was like, oh, like, stop following this boy. And then there are other points where I was like, you know, 19-year-old me would have done the same damn thing. <laughs> and I, I called I called Rachel and I was like, both of these characters are us at different times. <laughs> like, we could be either one depending on the situation, which kind of made it fun to read because you can see your 19-year-old self and your 19-year-old friends at the time in the characters and it was kind of fun to watch them travel around but I also felt like that they the pattern sometimes didn't make sense but I think it's because they were trying to kind of follow each other unknowingly and, or or knowing secretly I guess better but they go to you know nude beaches that they've never been to in the states and <laughs> experience Europe and of course they're all over 18 so they can all drink and it's a cute, fun read. There are times where you want to punch the main character in the face. But I feel like that's just because she's 18 or 19 and being 18 that's or 19. That's what you do to teenagers. You <laughs> yeah, punch them. You punch them. And she's traveling and she's just, they're not always making the best decisions mm. by following boys around. But you'll just have to read it to find out who ends up with who and who doesn't end up with who. 
But if you just want a fun summer, like road trip type book, this would be your go-to. And you can pick your own hot Jackson slash hot Nate. Um, <laughs> and your own Matt, probably somebody know named Matt might fit that category. Not that I know anybody that would fit that category named Matt. Not at all. <laughs> and that was I See London, I See France by Sarah, Sarah Madowski. Did you I know what we used to call good looking guys, my friends and I? What? We used to call every good looking guy Emerson. Really? Ooh, Emerson? Emerson hot butts. Emerson great pecs on that guy. Emerson hot buns. <laughs> Emerson great looking jeans on that good looking guy. Anyway. So what crazy universe are we going to, Martha? Oddly enough, I did not do any universe hopping this time, but I did go to Paris. Did you see my characters while you were there? No. Sad days. I know. <laughs> Actually, this is by the same author that did the guest list, which I mm. kind of like. This was called The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. Okay, yes, I've seen and, that. Yeah. And... The very beginning of it, I almost stopped reading it because okay. in the very beginning, it just tries so hard to create this sense of urgency that I just rolled my eyes back in my head. And, and it was really fucking annoying for the first, I don't know exactly how long it took me, but I was so intrigued by the mystery of it all that I kept reading and I'm so glad I did because that was one twisty book. In the very beginning, this the main character shows up. She has left her home, which is in an I don't England maybe I don't know. She's left the she's left the country and didn't tell anybody where she was going. She asked her brother if she could come to Paris and stay with him, and he he didn't say no. So she shows up at his apartment in Paris, and first of all, she's very shocked because it is this big opulent looking apartment it's really impressive it's got lots of security and when she shows up she's texting him saying come and let me in and he doesn't answer and she goes on with this for a while and she can't reach him can't reach him can't reach him well it turns out she's got skills she <laughs> uh, she was a foster kid as was her brother only he got adopted by a very rich family and she remained a foster kid. So she knows how to pick locks. That's the bottom line there. Anyway, she gets into the apartment. And then she goes up to his actual apartment. And he's not there. And she knows right away that something isn't right. She just can't figure out what it is. And this is the part that I was starting to get annoyed about. Because it's like, ugh. It was really super obvious that what she was trying to do. And it just pissed me off for some reason. But once we get past that part and you start meeting the other people that live in the apartment building, it gets really interesting really fast because you don't understand why these people are, I mean, they, they get together, they get together for parties and they, they're just so different. They don't seem like they could possibly have anything in common. And all this while, her brother is missing. So she's trying to find her brother. She's trying to discover what happened to him. All this weird shit is happening within the apartment. And oh my gosh, I fell in love with this book about halfway through. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, here we go. It was a lot better than the first novel. I mean, I did like the guest list okay. I, I reviewed it on this podcast. But this one, I really, really enjoyed because it had some very twisty, turny type stuff in it in the second half. And the way things all turned out, I could have never predicted. And you know I love it when I'm surprised. So if you're looking for something that's very different, and I know I do this every time. I, there are several, I think that last Ruth Ware that I talked about, about half of the people freaking hated it. But I loved it. So this is probably going to be one of those love it or hate it kind of books. I, if I did look at the Goodreads stuff and there are a lot of one star, two star, and then five star. 
So I think if you really are like me and you really uh, appreciate what she did in the second half of the book, then it's definitely worth a read. And that's called The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. Yay. I've liked her book. The guest list was okay. I thought it was a little bit too contrived. This one, I don't know. I really... I feel like it almost depends on whether or not the book takes you by, like the ending takes you by surprise. Because nobody really likes when you figured it out Mm -mm. too early. There's like a sweet spot because like you want to figure it out because you want to feel like you're awesome and amazing. Uh But if you do it too early, then you're just annoyed. Right. Because then you're waiting the whole time for it to happen. Yeah. And then then it happens. You're like, I fucking knew it. So it was a good summer type read. I thought I enjoyed it. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. I can't find very many science fiction things that float my boat right now for some reason. I just am not in the mood, I guess. Although having said that, Dungeon Crawler Carl number five is in (laughs) my box right now. And I am loving it. I love me some Dungeon Crawler Carl. He's my man. And what is even better is we've got so many of our book girls who are totally hooked on it too. So whoop, whoop. Brittany. That took off. Brittany and Brandy. I know, Carl. He's our man. If he can't do it, no one can think brandy is real into it brandy's very into it so is uh Brittany. there's a couple of people yeah i know my friend annie has introduced it to her whole family i know right it's just one of those <laughs> things that once you get it it's just so much fun that you can't not love it because it's just so fucking snarky i want to meet matt because i bet he's an awesome dude there's that name matt again yeah Sheesh. I have to say, I dated a Matt. I think we all have. I work with a Matt who's pretty cool. He's single. My sister's married to a Matt. Really? Matt's the one who broke up with me because I called him the wrong name. I don't know. You might deserve that. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Was it during phone sex, at least? I would say, were you having sexy time on the phone and you called him the wrong name? No, not even sexy time. Damn it. Uh, you want me to have a rant about something? Always. So I think it's called Lume. I keep seeing ads for it on TikTok. Yes, I've heard of it. And it's making me a little mad. I bought it on Amazon. It works really well. Here's my vent. I hate that the commercials have made me feel so self-conscious. I mean, I wear deodorant, I bathe, but now it's like, oh, all your nether regions smell bad. Oh, under your boobs smell bad. You have to have deodorant for your entire body. And now I feel like I have to wear this shit all over my body because, ew, I have all these natural smells that are bad. I'm a little upset with Lume for being such a great advertiser because as soon as I saw the ad, I was like, oh my God, poor Mr. Keith. He's probably like, man, underneath her boobs smells bad. Like I'm sure (laughs) that that is not true. He would have certainly told you by now. How long have you been married? I mean, my husband's like, oh my God, you sweat too much. I mean, he probably doesn't care if he's there in that region, he's probably just happy to be there. He's not thinking about, oh my God, it smells like she sweated earlier today. Smell a little musty down here, honey. And yet I can I can guarantee you that all summer I'm gonna put it all over my body and I'm gonna feel better, but I'm sad that I feel terrible about how I smell to begin with. Is it like a body spray or like, what is it? They have a lotion. Oh. I bought just the stick deodorant little thing. Um, it She's also... like rolling the stick deodorant like all over your body. <laughs> well, no, but I put it like under my. Under Dude, your boobs. Boob is a big real. thing. Boob yeah. sweat is real. Um, it also works as like an anti-chafing thing. So mm. I put it, you know. Oh my God. One of the places it says you can put it is your butt crack. Yeah. For Sweaty butt, butt crack is a problem for some people, I guess. Well, I, I have swamp butt all the time. I'm, I have swamp ass after I've been walking on the treadmill. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. And let me tell you, when I walk on the treadmill and I don't shower right away, like if it's like the weekend or whatever, I fucking stink. <laughs> but I mean, you're supposed to. Don't mince words, Bonnie. It's not healthy. Oh, my God. I, I need some extra deodorant going on because <laughs> I sweat like a 
See, that's horse normal. On parade. That's oh, normal. Horse though. on parade. <laughs> I get Dear foamy. God. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, my elbows get up when I'm walking on the treadmill. Yeah. I'll have it dripping off of my. Oh, elbows. I get sweaty like right here oh on the gosh. elliptical. It's I was crazy. when 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 my back sweats when I'm outside. I call it water spiders. Because it, it drips and then it runs down my butt crack. Ah, ah. Yeah. So it feels like spiders running down my back. Those are water spiders. Now, let me say this stuff works great. It probably does the same thing. I should probably just have taken my secret and put it on all those places and it would probably do the same thing. I mean, that's all I do. But I now I, I feel better about my go, life. Whoop, whoop, and then because, the thighs. <laughs> yeah. And it's way more expensive than secret, but I feel better about myself now even though I probably didn't have to feel bad about myself to begin with. But you know Damn what you, I've... Lume, for having such good advertising, you pricks. See? You know what I've noticed? And this is just Well, like at least their pricks remedy. smelled good. Yeah. Right? They're non-stinky pricks. <laughs> Something that I do that's kind of like a home remedy thing that is, um, have you ever drank apple cider vinegar, like mixed with water? Yeah, that's disgusting. God, it tastes it's like vomit. but it makes your sweat less smelly is that true i mean See, I, it works I take for me. a vitamin supplement sorry martha what and sometimes vitamin i read your article about how everyone takes too many supplements and i was like dear god she should never come to my house no because I, I have just this list i have just all these bottles of vitamins so many people do day. it's like it, it's like a, my mother was really really bad and that's the only reason i put that article up because it reminded me of all this shit my mother was taking and she had she ended up getting lupus where she had an overactive immune system i, I mm. know it's probably not related but it just made me feel like oh my god she just took too many fucking vitamins over the years well there are vitamins for everything and every time i read an article it's like oh you should take i take apple cider vinegar not for smelly sweat i forget what oh for um kidney stones no supposedly yeah, softens it's good them for kidney stones it's good for your digestive health that's why i take say. it my digestive system but just a fair warning for anyone who's going to try it um it if you're on medication you uh -oh. better check with your doctor why because um if you're like on i can't remember what it is but it can lower your blood sugar too much if you're like on medicine hmm. for that or i can't remember what else but um if you have taste um, buds, you should avoid it because it tastes like vomit. It, oh. And then it makes you feel like you're going to vomit. So it's completely, it smells so gross. It's completely disgusting. I like. I mean, I really I tried. I really fucking tried to like start doing that. And it tastes too much to me. Like when you when you throw up and the bile comes up, that's what it well, tastes that's like. That's why I wouldn't drink it. That's ugh. that's why I take it in gummy form and they smell so badly like you could smell it from the other room when you open the thing yeah all i have is the regular kind but um and you just swig from the bottle no you no, put it in water no, no. Uh -oh. i i but take still. two tablespoons and then just a little bit of water in because i don't want to drink a whole lot of it and then yeah. i take it like a shot <laughs> it's like drinking very unfun shot yes. yeah right so it much. could be wheatgrass, so I mean, oh. there's that. Yeah, that's pretty nasty too. <laughs> I've done I've a wheatgrass shot before. Me too. I, I don't know why I, don't I thought know. it would taste better than it did. I don't know what bar you ladies have been to, but that is not a good idea. It was supposed to be good for me. Tequila shots are so much more fun. <laughs> I was gonna say. Better I you. bet you could find an article somewhere that said tequila shots are good for you. Somebody's gonna write one. What? I'm going to write one and pretend I'm a doctor because do nobody it. will that look. That would make your sweat smell better. Tequila <laughs> shots. <laughs> Is it like your, like how men are supposed to eat lots of watermelon and then their semen tastes good? You suppose it's like that? You've Maybe. never heard that? You look so yeah. confused. I think I've it's pineapple, it. though. You're supposed I was gonna to say, eat a lot of wait pineapple. Wait a second. Wait a second. Not water. Have you tried that? Because I want to know if it works. I feel like he'd have to eat a lot of pineapple. <laughs> Like all the time. <laughs> That's 
not what I meant, Here, honestly, honey, but I get how it sounded. And take this cup. I need a sample. <laughs> Have a semen tasting. <laughs> <laughs> Megan actually threw up in her mouth just now. She's she's on mute, so we can't hear, but I did see a gag reflex. Oh, sorry. On that note. Megan wants to end this conversation because she's uncomfortable, and that's going to do it for... Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.